It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18. Plus. D-Day, Monday is obviously fast approaching, and everybody wants to know, including me, what's Charlie Baker going to do? Charlie's presser, normally he does his press conferences at noon. As you just heard, he's doing his today at 2. Marty Walsh is having one right now. And the big thing on Marty's front, but I guarantee you Charlie's seeing this too, is this story in the Globe today that Mass General... And the Public Health Commission for the city of Boston did this study to try and find out what percentage of people in Boston have antibodies to the coronavirus. And what this thing found out is that it's basically 1 in 10. 9.9% have coronavirus antibodies. Now, we don't even know if the antibodies mean anything. We don't know if that makes you immune or not. For example, uh, the USS Teddy Roosevelt there's five sailors on that ship that have gotten coronavirus for the second time. So, supposedly. So, if you get it, are you immune? We're not, no one's really sure. Could you have had symptoms or no symptoms and the thing had already visited you and it didn't mean anything and now you're good to go? Don't know. But what the point of this is for, for Marty Walsh is that less, just a fraction, less than 10% of the city has been exposed to coronavirus, which means nine out of 10 Bostonians have not been exposed. And that's why we got to go very, very slow because we're all super vulnerable. This is the big thing that they're pushing now. And this is why Marty's having his presser now. And I think Charlie's is it too, because Marty's doing his at noon. Anyway, that that's the story. Now, Let me just say a couple of things about this study. First of all, studies done uh, in four zip codes in Boston. There's something like 25 zip codes in Boston, whatever. But it was mostly East Boston and Roslindale. And Eastie had a very high percentage. uh, Over 13% apparently had the antibodies, whatever. Here's Here's the part of the study that I think is interesting. 5,000 residents in those communities were asked to participate in this study and do you know how many did 750 so less than 20 percent a pretty good size less than 20 percent said not interested because we don't trust you presumably and we're nervous about what us taking part in this study is going to do so you know there's this idea in other words we got to have more testing. we got to have more testing, right? Everything's about testing, especially with Charlie. Everything's about testing. Well, what this told you is 5,000 people were asked to be tested, and only 750 of them said, yeah, okay. When they knew that it was a study in part designed to help figure out where we're at and what we can do and what how we can move forward. I mean, this thing is related to reopening. And less than one in five people said, yeah, I'll take part in that. So this idea that everybody's going to be tested and everybody's going to participate in any sort of testing 
you now know definitively forget it. Second of all, whenever you do something like this, you got to be careful to glean too much from something when it's a small sample size. I would argue that 750 people out of a city of over 700,000 is a pretty damn small sample size. So I don't know what this study means, except that it has Mass General Hospital at the top of it, and we're all supposed to go, ooh. But I think we all know where we're at at this point, don't we? And I think we all know what is being asked of us, and we've been doing it pretty much. Are you, do you get a stomach for being asked to keep doing it for another two months, three months, five months, whatever it's going to be? No, you don't. And I know you don't. So, you know, they can give us this 750-person study all they want. Let's go. That's basically where I come from. Now, what should worry you about this is, again, I was listening to Marty during a break. He puts a lot of stock in this study, and he wants you to know this is why we got to go slow. This is exactly what he said. This is why we got to go very slow in reopening. When Marty says that at noon, you know who's going to say that at 2? Yep. And that's why this is problematic, and that's why you're not going to like this. And how interesting is it that on the last business day before D-Day, all of a sudden, the Mass General study comes out. Isn't that convenient? And then the rollout of it is that the city of Boston's mayor talks about it right before the governor talks about it. So whatever you think could happen on Monday, believe me, it doesn't take a uh, Bella Lugosi-type psychic to read the, uh, the tea leaves on this one. Like, you can see it coming a mile away. This is all planned, all coordinated, and all designed to brace you for not too much on Monday. We got to keep going slow. We got to take this very cautiously. We got to be very protective. And you just heard it from Marty Walsh, and you're going to hear it from Charlie Baker at two, and this ought to concern all of you. 617-266-6868. We'll take your calls when we come back. What do you make out of this 1 in 10 study that Marty was just pushing? It's VB. You are in the middle on AM680 WRKO. Six one seven two six six sixty eight sixty eight. I see you lined up. We're going to get right to your calls. Marty Walsh just had a press conference talking about this study from Mass General and Boston Public Health. 750 people in Boston tested. One in 10 had antibodies for coronavirus, meaning nine in 10 didn't. And Walsh says that's why we got to be really careful. Of course, some of us thought that would be a good thing that nine out of 10 weren't exposed to coronavirus, but I guess no news is ever good news anymore. So that always runs a little bit tricky for us. But anyway, 617-266-6868, your reaction to that. And what's Charlie Baker going to do on Monday when he unveils his secret plan? Lightning, where's my sound effect? I'm sorry. I keep doing it now, actually, just to annoy you now. No, I When he announces his secret plan. Let's go to the phones. David's in Lowell. David, start us off here in RKO. Hey, VB. I'm hey, David. Now, could you imagine, just hear me out here. Here's the non-politically correct reason why this would never happen. What if Charlie Baker said, starting Monday, we're going to go back to everything the way it was before coronavirus. Due to all the pressure from the people in the state, I've yep. decided to open it up completely the way it was. Yep. Okay. What would be the worst 
possible scenario for him if that would have happened. I mean, I don't know how you define worse than that. I mean, for him, what he thinks is there would be 100,000 people. The worst possible scenario would be if nobody contracted coronavirus. Well, that's true. And it went down. (laughs) That's true. Yeah. But he would think that the question would be for me would be what does he think would happen? And I think he thinks there would be like at least 100,000 dead. No, you're missing the whole point. He doesn't. No, that's what sounds politically correct. Okay. But if he said, I'm going to open it up. And then if nothing did happen, then everybody would say, why didn't we do this sooner? Okay, but this way here, he keeps it in control and everything is the status quo the way he wants it. Yeah. But if God forbid, if he did open it up and nothing happened, that would be political suicide for that man. And he knows it deep down inside. And all these governors know that. What Charlie's doing. One thing they would be afraid of. Well, that's why they were so upset at Brian Kemp in Georgia. And we talked with Alex Berenson yesterday about this, where the problem with Brian Kemp and the reason why he got bullied so much when he decided to open up Georgia slowly was that all of a sudden everybody wasn't in it together. And we now had this outlier where we could go, well, gee, what's going to happen there? And maybe... This will give us an indication of what everybody else is doing. Is it right or wrong? And everybody got really ticked at him. And then Florida and Texas followed. And so now everybody's waiting with bated breath. Oh, my God. That's why you see a lot of people going, cases are up in Texas. Cases are up in Florida. And everybody's like, yeah, guess what? Cases are up in Florida. It can't possibly be from the reopening because you don't. It can't go that fast based on testing and what they tell you how long it takes for this stuff to show up. But everybody just is hyperventilating. 71 people in Massachusetts under the age of 50 who have died. They just said. 71, and you're going to shut down the entire state and the economy. Yes, 71, don't hear It's bad. 71 people, and we're going to just shut everything down. David, they just said the uh, clown. I appreciate the call. Look, they just said at the Marty Walsh presser, they asked the one of the MGH people, what you're touching on, David, they said, look, we know that a majority of people under 60 are are doing a lot better than people over 60. And the guy said, actually, I think it's people over 69. He said 65. And then he said, I think it's 69. In other words, they know the same thing, you know, which is that it is. Let's just round it up, shall we? It's people 70 and over in particular that are extremely vulnerable, at least in Boston which is why I've told you before, and I'm going to tell you again, and I'm going to wait on Monday to see if Charlie says something like this, even though I know the answer. But anything Marty Walsh says, anything Charlie Baker says, anything Andrew Cuomo says about here's the steps that we have to take going forward that doesn't then include and here's the added steps for people over 70 that you need to take Tells you that there's something squirrely going on. Because I'd never heard before. Can you imagine? Let's take me, for example, Lightning. I got four kids, right? So let's say one of my kids gets sick with something other than coronavirus. But one of my kids gets sick with something else. I then lecture the other three about what they can and can't do going forward. While ignoring the fact that the kid that got sick might have to change their behavior. Why would I do that? As a parent, I don't want the one that got sick to get sick again. So, look, kids, you can't be swinging in a beach if swimming in a beach if it's got red tide and they told you that. I'm not going to lecture the I, I might point out to the other kids, don't do it, but it's the one who did it 
that I got to make sure the message gets through to. And yet you'll notice when you heard Marty Walsh today. You'll notice when you hear Charlie at 2 o'clock today. You'll notice when you listen to these guys at any point. They never say, I want to speak directly to people over a certain age because they never have anything special for them because the burden is on everybody else, not the people that are the most vulnerable. For some reason, I've always thought that was bass backwards in this whole thing um, since we first started to get the idea that it was the elderly that were much more susceptible here. They don't want to do that for some reason, and they want to make it seem like everybody that's out of the most vulnerable category they're the ones that the burden's on. 617-266-6868. Scott's in Lowell. Scott, you're next on RKO. Hey, VB. Hey, here's the deal. My wife's going from, from place to place, from her client to client, in houses, with masks, with gloves, doing their hair, and she's also renting a place that costs three grand a month that she can't go in. Does that make any sense? No. I mean, you got to make money. you got to make money. Scott, this is, it's so, you know, there's an old phrase, penny wise and pound foolish. There's no penny wise to this. It's just pound foolish for your wife that she's being told. And by the way, she's kind of got to look over her shoulder while she's doing that, Scott, because she's not supposed to, right? So we all know this stuff is going on, number one. Number two, we've seen it around the country. We know how other people are doing it. And you, are you telling me, Scott and Lowell, that a, a salon owner in the Berkshires runs a grave risk if they open up and start cutting hair by wearing a mask and gloves, that they run a risk of becoming a hotspot in the Berkshires? Of course they don't, which is why in New Jersey, for example, Charlie Baker's high school buddy down there, Governor Murphy, it's why he has different sectors opening up at different rates. Even Governor Cuomo has five different sectors in New York, but Charlie, nope. We're going to do one-size-fits-all here in Massachusetts because we're all going to suffer together. Yeah, this is it's, – it's just nothing makes sense. And, you know, he's burning down – you know, what's going to happen to the tax base next year when they turn around and they go, oh, we got to, we got to tax everybody to death to get all the yes. money back? I mean, this yep. doesn't make sense. I mean, the ripple effect is going to be worse than the, than the, than the cause, you know? And you know what I'll tell you, Scott? I was talking to a guy before the show who's pretty connected up there on Beacon Hill, and he said to me, the the pressure on Charlie is immense right now. And I said, you know what, though? I'm I'm not positive that that's true because I just don't think he's listening. I don't think he feels that. I really don't. I Because if he did... You know what you would see, Scott, and I pointed this out on Twitter yesterday. At the at the official at Charlie Baker Twitter page, day after day after day, you get two, three, four tweets from the governor or the governor's office, whoever handles it, about testing and about what we're doing to test and what we're doing to get numbers and how we're getting data. I, I went through a week of that page yesterday, and there was not one tweet saying, hey, I feel you, small businesses, we're working on it. Because I don't think he's listening. I don't think he even cares right now. I really don't. If he did, he would send out a thing saying, I know this is tough. I know we're hurting, and I I am so appreciative of what you're doing, and I am trying my best, working as hard as I can to get this right for you. But he's never done that. Why? I'll tell you why. Because he doesn't care that much. If he cared, he would. This is the guy that cried on camera about a fictitious fisherman's son who couldn't get into college. And yet 
Not even one tweet about, I know you guys are hurting that own these small businesses. It's really... I've been disappointed with Charlie in that, and I'm putting it as mildly as I can. 617-266-6868. More calls in a second. It's 1 o'clock. Let's get a quick check of headlines here on AM680 WRKO. VB in the middle. WRKO. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, We've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.